I spend my life researching and teaching people how to live a powerful life. I am a believer. I stand for the transformation of humanity. I have found my purpose. My name is Gabrielle McGee. And I am the Rebellious Therapist. So welcome to my Rebellious Therapist podcast. And today's guest is a father, a leader, an entrepreneur. He's also a visionary. And he's also my friend. So I want you to I want to welcome Michael Taggart. So Michael is someone who is a, he's a property developer and is a founder of Michael. Michael has founded Target Homes, and he's built ten thousand houses over his time of doing business within that company. He's a property developer, and he also has a massive background in business and really wanted to have a, a conversation with Michael about the word resilience. I think that's something that I really want to you know share with people. I think when 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 resilience is when you've got a real resilience in life, you can become a winner in whatever part of your life you want to apply that sort of process. And a lot of people ask me, you know, my clients and in the past that I work with is, you know, that's something that they really would love to have more of. So I'm really, really, really interested to have this conversation and really learn from Michael about how he sees resilience and how he's applied resilience and what resilience means for him. So welcome, Michael. Thank you. So the, the purpose of this sort of podcast today is to really um, have a look at the conversation about resilience. I feel the new generation, if I could teach them anything in life as a therapist, one of the things I'd really be interested, they would learn at a very young age, is the word resilience and what that really means and how to really apply that to their life. And why have I asked you here today? Because I feel you are one person that I know in my life who has really ma that master of resilience whenever, you know, watching everything you've done in your lifetime, always seeing, you know, that you're up to massive projects and always looking at you thinking, my God, how does he do that? So today's a really fantastic opportunity, even for me, to have that conversation with you, because I would really love to know, where does Michael Target go when he has to really push that machine up the hill? Mm. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's an interesting question. Mm. And, you know, I suppose it depends on the challenge at the time. And through my life, there's been a variety of challenges. Yeah. Uh, many of them I wish I did not have to uh, overcome. And, you know, I suppose if we're talking business, anybody, anybody that is thinking about business or thinking about accomplishing something mm -hmm. um, has got to, got to understand, first of all, it's not easy. Um, or everybody would be doing it, you know, and that's a, 
as, a, as an old coat that you hear, you know, but don't let that put anybody off. You know, I suppose my view of it is if you can imagine it, then you can do it. And that's the first thing. And, you know, it's a case of, I think a lot of people, and, and certainly I would have thought about if I'm going to do something in my earlier days about the the mix of issues potentially that I would have faced and many issues that I had no idea that I was going to face that were uh, set in front of me. Mm. But, you know, the first rule is, I suppose, one day at a time, one issue at a time. And, you know, there has been many times there has been issues that and problems, obstacles we'll call them, um, obstacles that on a particular day that you couldn't get around and you couldn't think of a way around. But it's actually amazing how a night's sleep can change your view of it. Yes. And, um, and too many people could possibly, and these are only things that I have learned mm -hmm. that are quite happy to pass on to anyone. You know, take a rain check. If you can't resolve it today, let it sit until tomorrow. And there's very few things that doesn't pass. Most things pass. Just give it time. and um, But keep at it. Don't give up. That's the main thing. Do not give up. Wow. Ever. And if you get knocked down, get back up. Mm. That's usually important. There is many times that, uh, you know, many times I fell off the, the ladder and you... You just get up and get back on it and that's it. And start in the bottom step and step up it again. Wow. Amazing. Where do you think, because not, not, you know, it's like not <clears throat> every man has the getting up again. Where do you think you've learned that in your lifetime, Michael? I'm not sure I've learned it. Mm. Um... <sighs> Um, well, you know, if I go back to my childhood in Northern Ireland mm. and you had a certain set of tools to work with and if you didn't work with them, then you didn't have anything. So it was, you know, it was it was in me from the word go um, to you just, it's, it's just, it's, there's not even another thought other than keep going. Mm. You've got to keep going. And it, because if you don't keep going, you'll, you, you know, you will perish. If you don't have a vision, you will perish. Mm. So you must, you just have to keep going. Mm. And that's, it might be a very, it's okay to be tired for a day. It's okay to take a day out, but back at it the next day. Great. Back at it. So would you say that's your nature? Does now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it would be, uh, <clears throat> but not many. It's just life. It's just the way I am. It's, it's, um, it's, it's what you have to do. Um, you know, I would, I would rather uh, be worn out at the end of the day, having tried, mm -hmm. than be sitting lethargic and and not have tried. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact I've experienced many highs mm -hmm. from. 
um, <clears throat> accomplishing something. I love accomplishing something. Um, and I love completing something. And that's a great high. So you're looking, you're constantly continuing and continuing and continuing looking for that that buzz. Very good, because I think that's a really good point, right? Um, I think for a lot of people, what happens if they have, you know, fallen off the ladder or, you know, life has given them a knock, they sort of, they sort of focus on that part too much where, you know, you, you've, you've already described, you know, you've experienced that high strong enough to keep you, to remind you that that's where you want to go. And I think there's a massive difference in how people perform whenever that's their bigger sort of, that's their bigger pull than the actual focusing on the actual problem that brought them down or feeling that they're down and they can't get up, where, you know, it's it's more of a feeling rather than just an idea. Mm. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Um, And um, I think a lot of it is fear, Mm. fear driven Mm. that holds a lot of people back. Possibly, mm-hmm. and it would be. It's it's easy. It would be easy to be scared, yeah. you know. But um, and highs having a high doesn't necessarily need to be from a monetary accomplishment or a business accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get a high from sports, doing something, um, you you feel that buzz, that feel good, having accomplished Adrenaline, something. Yeah. So yeah, the adrenaline, and and then you want to. Um, I would just apply that to um, to business Very as well. And then I suppose it, about 20 years ago, um, yeah, and which took it to a different level, um, t- more than 20 years ago now, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was training along with a guy mm-hmm. and um, he had... He, he was one of the first people ever I knew to introduce scientific training. Mm. So there was a couple of things in my life. I was brought up to work. I suppose to start with that, I was brought up with to work. And, you know, my father, if I had him been sent out on a job or a mission, I would have called it, um, looking after cattle or sheep. Or so you were born on the food. farm. I was born on the farm, yeah. yeah. So I was working on the farm from when I was eight years old. So I was, wow. we were programmed to work. Yes. And... Um, and there wasn't a lot, but there was enough. Mm. And, you know, we would have, the first thing is, well, you, you, if you were sent on a job, you weren't going to let your father down. You weren't going to not come back yes. and report back on something not done. Mm. So that mission was there. So then you went on and worked through all of that. And there was no job too big. And, you know, I suppose one of the highs would have been as well when something would have been, accomplished or finished or completed or whatever, you always look for your father to give you the credit for it. So that was very good. And then when you were working, you know, I realized, I suppose, fairly young that for anybody, you know, in regard to your own, uh, what it takes to keep you yourself, it takes very little. So anything on top of that was a bonus. So in my mind, I would have converted that into, that's where the buzz is coming from. Anything over and above what you actually need to live on. And you need very little. Um, and, and, and I say need uh, as different to... Want. 
want, you know. Um, so you would have got the buzz from that. I would have got the buzz from that. Speaking about myself, mm-hmm. I would have got the buzz from that and then would have got involved in certain things that I liked, certain challenges. And I, you know, had massive aspirations as to what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was because that it was there to play with, it was there to do. And I wanted to do it. And I enjoyed doing it. And I enjoyed the accomplishments. So then I went on, as I say, and I started training with this guy about 25 years ago. And he was the first man uh, that I had ever seen um, doing scientific training, he called it. And um, usually... And he's a cyclist, is he? He's a cyclist, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And uh, Joe Barr. Yeah. Um, and I trained along with Joe for a couple of years. And he put me through some serious paces. Mm. Um, and that was... That wasn't just physical endurance, that was mental endurance. Mm-hmm. And it took me to a new level completely of endurance and resilience. Wow. Um, yeah, so I would say I was maxed right out at at the at the endurance uh, mm-hmm. side of things. Very good. And, and resilient. So how did you bring that into the business then? How did that impact you to move forward? Well, it was, um, it was a mental endurance. Mm. And... Um, and it 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 let it demonstrated what you could take, um, and <clears throat> you know it didn't. How did I bring it in? Well, <sighs> you would have dealt with by your challenges. Yeah, you weren't afraid of your challenges. Yes. Um, you know, as I say, taking one day at a time, moving forward. Should it be an inch today? a meter tomorrow mm-hmm. or a mile the next day, you got to keep moving forward. And as each obstacle presented themselves, you know, there was a simple philosophy. If I didn't know how to resolve it, I found somebody that could resolve it or help me resolve it yes. or resolve it for me. Very good. Um, yeah. So it was just, you know, taking it one step at a time. Very good. So that's that's great to know that, you know, for all those young boys, when I think on my niece my nephews who's playing sport today mm. you know when they're on the Gaelic um, pitch and they're playing and they're you know they're I'd love for for the actual sports world to start training them that oh, they for are. their business no the sports oh, world is, yes the sports oh, world excellent. and it's one of the things that I totally admire about the sports world today in particular Fabulous. the GA is mm. watching those lads on the pitch mm. and they are top of their game so they are, in terms of fitness, it's it's, mm. and I understand what they're doing, mm. and you know the endurance that's involved there, the, and, and 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 you know that is, you know that is a total psychological challenge, mm. of of what they're doing, um, aside from their skill and their physical fitness. Wow, brilliant. So, say say like. Um, a lot of times my clients show up, you know, they're young, they're in their twenties, they want to find their purpose, they want to, you know, really have, they want to cho- have a choice in life rather than, you know, when they look back at their ancestors or their moms and all, would they feel, you know, sort of, you know, it's a different, it's a different time now, Michael, you know, the young girls are getting on planes, they're solo traveling, they've got professional jobs, they're going off to companies in New York and, 
you know, all over the world, you know, because a lot, a lot of the girls that I, that I work with, they're actually traveling and they're worldwide. And it's very different from when I grew up, even it's very different from 15 to 20 years ago. But they still haven't got that sort of advice or that sort of um, understanding. What advice would you give them about life at that point? Don't wait for something to turn up. Mm. Go and turn it up yourself. Yeah. It's 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 not there. You have to look for it. Yeah. I would say to anybody, and it's very easy in this new world of digital mm. to get influenced by by a lot of stuff that's happening mm. in the digital world, mm -hmm. which is it's it's I you know I have my own opinion of that, mm. and uh, it's not real. And it's dressed and characterized to influence many people. Yeah. And, you know, it's living through a digital world, which is not a real world. Yeah. So, and I think it's, most of it's fake. Mm -hmm. And and it's great the people that's doing it. They're, you know, it's a job that has to be done. Yeah. And it's marketing. It's it's all about marketing. It's a wonderful you know, marketing. It's amazing. Amazing how the marketing But it's themselves. not the real world. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a confusion lifting their phone and looking at this and seeing it mm -hmm. but they don't actually have it yeah so I think you have to go I think first of all if I were starting over again today mm -hmm. I I'm not sure I would do things much different but I would be asking myself uh, at the end of my journey who do I want to be and what do I want to have what, mm -hmm. what does that look like so after I would establish that mm -hmm. I would try to figure out well, how am I going to get there? Mm. And what I'm going to do along the way to make that happen? Because you have to, you have to create opportunities if you want to be successful. And it's fine, not everybody needs to be successful. I mean, for me personally, uh, and I'm just digressing slightly, I think that anybody that gets up in the morning and goes to work, should it be 95, 86, whatever, 10 to 4, I think anybody that gets up in the morning and carries out a role in life is hugely successful mm -hmm. and, and is very integral to all of our well-being, you know, nurses, doctors, yes. drivers, yeah. everybody. I think everybody is hugely... So I don't really... I don't measure people at all in that way yeah. in any other way mm -hmm. other than if they're trying. They're very successful because, as I said at the outset, you know, beyond what you need yourself to survive is basically as the buzz and gives you choices yeah. and financial freedom and mm -hmm. all of that. And I think the most important thing of all is to be have to be in a good place in your mind mm -hmm. and in a good mental position very and very happy in your mind. Mm -hmm. But um you know, going back to the young people and starting out, um, don't let anybody or anything kill your dream. Mm. But, and, real, you know, mark out where you want to be, who, what you want to do, and then work out either what you're good at or what you're happiest at. Mm. And go for that or something you're interested in. Take it a day at a time. Take it a step at a time. You know, you've got to go into completely on territory for yourself in order to be successful. 
you will not know if, if you're working for yourself what tomorrow is going to look like yes. potentially. Um, if you want to be successful, you've got to step into the dark. Mm. Otherwise, you will be facing the same thing every day. Very good. So mindsets are massive. Mindsets, the it's it's it's, it's everything. Mm. No matter what you're doing. Yeah, I think I think what's really you know been the the sort of great greatest sort of moment for me is that they're actually reaching out and doing therapy before before they even start to live their life before the damage is done. Because for me, I think life's really it's really a great way of lo looking at prevention rather than cure. Oh, yeah. And in my day, you, you didn't go to therapy unless you had a problem. Where they're like, "No, we want to. We want to find this stuff out before we even get there." I mean, yeah. I'm talking about 21 year olds, 23 year olds who hasn't even lived, and is asking me the important questions. And I'm like, "Oh my God, what a what a, a gift for me mm. as a therapist to be in the life of someone who's got that mindset and who we can prevent and guide." And mentor, yeah. and have them ar arrive somewhere where they're empowered and they're they're educated. Yeah. Now, what I would say to you is, do you have a mentor in your life? Um. Well, the straight answer to that's no. Mm -hmm. But um, there's many people that would influence me. Yes. And from all walks of life. Mm. And I would have a, and I wouldn't be scared to talk to people. And, uh, you know, I could be talking to people in the gym. Mm. And if you're, I think if you're talking from, and you're listening and you're talking from the right place, um, you know, people will share conversation and information with you. And there's a yeah. lot to be learned from that. Yes. But going back to the, going back to what you were saying about the, um, about the people now getting um, uh, getting help as they go mm. along. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, when I was a kid, we were doing a mixture of things, bringing in hay or going out in the snow and frost with a bale of hay in your back to walk through wet fields to feed cattle or sheep or yes. whatever it was. Or maybe we were in the um, up in the mountains taking out peat. Um, so peat... Explain what Pete is. Pete? <laughs> Turf. For the fire. Yes. You burned the fire. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were from the country. No, I um, know, but mom, just, just for the listeners. Briquettes. <laughs> but, the uh, harsh word. <laughs> yeah, briquettes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, something that was, uh, you know, from for me from the age of eight or nine, eight years of age onwards, had a physical challenge mm. attached to it. Mm. And the, or it could have been gathering potatoes well, or gathering stones of the field, right? And it, this wasn't a one-off memory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this would have been every day, all these different chores or working with cattle or whatever. But the point about it is, um, when we were finished the day's work, we didn't need any help to get to sleep or settle our mind. <laughs> <laughs> Job done. <laughs> Mission completed. Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah, got it. And it was great. Yeah. It really, really yeah, was I great. It. I really hear it. It really was great. For you. And, and that was, I think, 
look, and it's great kids are not having to work as hard as that today. Yeah. And they've more time to think, maybe more time to dream up problems mm -hmm. and think about challenges. Just do it. Yeah. Just get on with it. Mm. Do it. Whatever your passion is, whatever your dream is, mm. go for it. You're not going to, nobody's going to say anything to anybody for trying. Yeah, very good. So my next question is, you've got, you've got children, right? Yeah. What advice do you give them? And your children's like, you know, you've got one son, obviously, who is, is, what's, what age is your oldest? Uh, next 28. 28. Well, then you've got, um. Yeah, James is uh, 14. Johnny's 12, Adriana's yeah. uh, nine. Yeah, and they're, you know, I've met your kids a lot and they are so well balanced and they are so amazing and articulated and integrated. Thank you. So my, my, my question to you is, what advice do you give your kids on it? Because I see you talk to them daily. I see you guide them daily and I see the results in front of me from everything you've been doing. So what is that advice? Uh, <laughs> it's funny you ask that today. Um, two of the lads went to the grammar school this morning. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Johnny and James. Mm. So we had a chat this morning. Yes. At the table, myself and them. And um, I, I, I tend not to make it very long. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, I pointed out the... The importance of where they're at and where they're going, and mm -hmm. just to they need to be honest with themselves and to stay grounded mm. and make sure if they're in a race that they come first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Do you want? <laughs> yeah, and they will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and uh, funny. Um, yeah, very yeah. good. Give it your all. Mm. Excellent. Basically. And, you know, it's, I think it's a really special moment because I know, you know, for kids, maybe sometimes parents don't communicate at that level or don't even think about it or don't have the time to. So I think there's something really important about that level of guidance, Michael, you know, when they're at that, that you know, especially when they're turning into the um, sort of, you know, those difficult years for boys you know from 12 upwards it's like life does go a certain way and goes you know into a very very different zone um i can only speak for me and them mm -hmm. uh, and you know sports plays a big part yeah all the boys are at the gym mm -hmm. and uh adriana's wanting to start running now as well because that um, was my next question. Do you give a different advice to the boys than you do to Adriana? Well, Adriana's right. That's it. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Which boy caused the problem? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, the, it's, the sports side of things is hugely important. The yeah. boys have been running for a few years and they're, mm -hmm. they train with me in the gym. Mm -hmm. And in Connor's gym. Yes. Focus gym, don't yeah. give them. Yeah. Um, great place, great environment. Connor's yeah. brilliant with them. Um, and that's hugely important. Yes. You know, they would be disgruntled maybe going out and disagreeing with each other, mm. you know, on the way home, 
I'd be thinking to myself with these boys at a couple of pints like you know they're happy happy out do you want anything and it's, it's very funny to watch all of that very good so now we we, we talk mm. we communicate we yeah. talk and we talk on a very very grounded level um, yeah and um, and we're very close mm. as well and in everything I think and the one thing I haven't said it's honesty yeah and we speak from our heart. Yeah. And even in business or trying to do something or meeting someone <coughs> and trying to get something done, you know, there's a real sincereness that uh, it's just being honest mm. and sharing what you're wanting to do or wanting to achieve. And I find that that helps. Actually, it's really interesting you say that because, you know, I've worked down with your company for two years. And then when I say visionary, like you brought me into the company um and there's about 300 men, I think, at that time. I don't know how many there are now, but there's subcontractors. And we were we were really having a very advanced conversation in your company that no other contracting organization would even have even dreamt of. Mm -hmm. And there I am down there. It was the most wonderful time and work I've ever done because the men in your you know, the men that was there really became they got so much value and you were taken care of mm. and there were, you know, there was a lot of conflict in, in the uh, the um, construction industry mm. and we had taken all of that and yeah. given them an, a workplace of, you know, where people were coming and every day wanted them to come to work and the stress went. And, you know, you were that guy who's seen that of great value in construction. Yeah, well, I, I would genuinely um, feel for, pardon me, you know, for any man or any woman mm -hmm. that has to get up every morning, as I do, mm -hmm. at five, six, seven o'clock and go out and earn a day's pay to keep their family, yeah. you know, and how important that that is to them mm -hmm. and how difficult it is as well. And goodness knows how they're feeling, mm -hmm. right? So I, I would be, I would be aware of that. Um, and are, are conscious of it, mm -hmm. and would give anybody a chance to speak. I think as well, probably one of the things is, you know, I, I would trust the individuals after after you get to know them and they mm -hmm. know you, and trust them and let them get on with their work. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to begin from that. I think you know. People like to be trusted. Mm -hmm. They like to be depended on. Yeah. So I would do that. And basically, if that goes, you know, if that goes askew, mm. well, that's up to them. Mm. Very good. Themselves. It's a responsibility of them. That's their, it's their own responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, things happen and they genuinely happen. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that doesn't mean it's the, the end of the relationship. Mm. You know, yeah, keep cool and just look at it and yeah. see. You know? Very good. Excellent advice. Mm. So, Michael, we've nearly come to the end of my podcast with you, right? And one of the questions I ask everyone who is um, part of this conversation is, I, my, the name of my podcast is The Rebellious Therapist. So the, the Rebellious Therapist to me is part of, you know, working with people, not getting, the, not getting limited to where, you know, the 
the sort of process in the therapeutic world sort of took you. I didn't get, I didn't accept no for an answer. I kept looking further. How can we, you know, really research and do the work and have people get results rather than leave people, you know, th th there had to be a level of res resilience and rebellion. Rebel I had to rebel against some stuff in there to go beyond what they call breaking boundaries mm -hmm. or whatever, but I got results. Mm -hmm. So where in your life have, do you, and there's probably many places, but where, if you were to pick one of them, has it been of great value for you to be that rebel? Yeah. There's genuinely been too many to name mm, one. As I thought. Yeah. Um, and you know, the simple, my simple theory is that um, loads of people have loads of opinions mm. and, and they're good opinions and you listen to advice and all the rest but at the end of the day you have to be capable of making up your own mind and backing yourself mm. so I would say and what what I would have done many a time if I was faced with a situation mm. where there was loads of opinions and loads of voices and all of that coming at me the first thing I wouldn't have done was make a decision mm. I would pull back or go off and I would process everything. And, you know, I can't think of any time that by the end of whatever I was doing, mm. I might have went off on a bike, I might have went off running, I might have went off for a walk, I might have went off for something. But, and the idea, it's funny how it worked with mm. me. Mm -hmm. The idea for me was hopefully by the end of that journey, I would have processed uh, all of what had been said or happening or whatever and that it would have helped me to make a decision. Very good. So I would have made the journey or the run or the walk or whatever it was and I would never have thought about it once. Never. I would have kept it out of my mind completely and I would have walked and thought about everything. But when I was finished, the answer was there in front of me. Wow, so that's the time. process. And that was my process. Mm. And I'm not saying it was right every time, but it was naturally there in front of mm. me, what it was. Very good. Yeah. Brilliant. So. And that's advice I would give to anybody. Mm. And I, I think, you know, a weapon that's not often used is doing nothing. Good. When you're forced into a position to do something where you're not sure, um, and if you're not sure about it, don't do anything. Oh, do nothing. Yeah. And if you're being forced to react to something mm. that you're not comfortable with, don't react. Mm. Let it sit. Everything passes. I've had many dark days. Mm. And, you know, where you thought there was no light yeah. at all coming through. But the next day is completely different. And it'll give you a different view and there will be light. Wow. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for all that wise information, and I think this has been a really one of my one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, thank you. And yeah, so look, you know, until we meet again, Michael. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. You've been listening to the Rebellious Therapist podcast. For more information, you can follow me, the Rebellious Therapist, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can find further information on my website, therebelliousTherapist.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.